0: Good day. It was mediocre. Hello. Good day. It's um, Joey. It's Thursday, 1:28 p.m. I'm in Kamloops, British Columbia, Canada. Um, it's a. It's not a super nice day outside. I have some uh, incredibly bad Tim Hortons coffee. Um, there's one thing that I thought was really interesting. I poured my Tim Hortons coffee into a regular mug and then I just realized how bad it tastes um when I took a sip of it but um it will be a good friend for me during this podcast as will you whoever is listening I just want to quickly say uh the Kevin Dowling podcast was amazing Kevin you're awesome um sometimes when I uh I I say things like when I, if I said yeah when he said Kevin Dowling I maybe had something more to say, and uh, maybe Todd kept talking or something I don't know, but I have processing time I have Todd ta- and had, how did Todd forget about your physics section? Come on Todd, get your blade historian game upped. I guess that's my job. There's a version of myself in the future where, uh, like. I'm 90 and I'm getting interviewed with a bunch of books behind me and I'm bald, but I have long hair and I look really crazy and I'm smoking a pipe and I'm, and I'm spouting like a madman about the history of skating. I definitely, I don't know if I want to be that person, but I I love thinking about the alternate universe where I could be that person. Mm. This is a very special podcast because I just finished a 60 day hot yoga challenge yesterday 60 days of hot yoga was one hell of a way to kick off the new year and it was uh, it was a fucking really challenging thing Um, I could easily do a 60 day challenge for eating I could do a 60 day challenge for sleeping I do those all the time. I could do, I could do a 20-year challenge for sleeping and eating. I could do a year challenge for going on the internet or drinking water. Um, but doing hot yoga was insane. So that's the first thing I'm going to talk about. Actually, no, I have one note about that. But well, that's the bulk of this podcast. It's not going to be super long, but there's a lot of things that relate to skating that I learned. Because if I did a 60-day challenge for skating another kevin Dowling note do skating every day for 365 days for a full year is so amazing and commendable and uh if nobody's ever checked out some of the videos there's some really good shit in there um props lots of props and love to mr kevin Dowling and todd for for enlightening us with that um <clears throat> I just need to talk about, uh, it feels like spring is finally coming, finally. I still haven't had a lot of opportunities to skate because it keeps snowing. Um, Todd asked me if I had been using my powerblading setup and uh, I talked about how my rems weren't prime and I, I have a pair of size eight, eight and a half, varsities that I took out for a rip um they're a lot more supportive and I'm actually really excited the first time I put them on I did like a hard turn and there's gonna be some tricks that depending on the surface the pavement needs to be a little a little bit grippier there's actually some things that I've always wanted to do that I've had written down um or things that I've done kind of on on like my traditional freestyle or trick skates there's some things that I'm actually going to be able to do now. Some of them are incredibly ambitious, but um, you will see in the coming months if it, if it happens or not. Anybody who doesn't have a pair of uh, rec skates or a powerblading frame or a bigger wheel setup, um, you're missing out on, on a really important part of skating. I can't wait to, uh, with all this talk of cone skating and, and that awesome edit, that is on the shop task page um, I can't wait to uh, to start learning some of the pivot points, I hope we can get Leon or, or the, the girl from Seba talking about some of the pivot point stuff, because apparently, I can't remember how many pivot point is like when you uh... Matthew Ledoux did a pivot point in the powerblading edit before he you keep one of your wheels down and then you pivot around it uh, I, I have done them, um, what did I call them, though? I can't remember. Apparently they're called Pivot Point, but I had a funny name. It's really fun to name tricks. Really, really fun. It's kind of like how Todd does the protractor. Um, the protractor is when he does, like, hand plant heel rolls out of quarter pipes. Or on higher up surfaces, so, uh, I can't, oh, Anyways um the anchor point maybe it's called but it's called the pivot point i got lost i my my brain we uh we celebrated my girlfriend and i finishing the yoga challenge by uh drinking beer and eating nachos and um and i smoked some cigarettes too only a little only a couple puffs cuz um every once in a while it's really fun to smoke cigarettes <laughs> As fun as, uh, as silly as that sounds, um, like the part in Lost in Translation when they're done singing karaoke, and she's smoking. She doesn't smoke a lot, and then he just like puts his hand out for the cigarette, and she's kind of surprised but not, and then just gives it to him and then he just takes a drag. That's kind of how I think about smoking. But don't smoke, it's bad for you. So I'm pretty excited because there's a lot of stuff that I'm gonna be finishing and releasing and I'm really excited about the website. I did an outline for um, a powerblading piece that we're gonna be doing hopefully in April and I'm working on flip-flops and Mushroom Blading 5 is so close to being done and uh, Wacky Mode Part 2 is uh, is just bubbling and brewing and I'm just waiting for a couple more pieces I'm trying to finish flip-flops before I release anything else um, and on top of that, Imagine Blade Chunks coming out so Canada, in general, um, were just awesome I need to say that I love, I love Canada. I love living here, and I love skating here. Uh, I really like that Home Movies trailer, that Dustin edited. I'm really excited for that. Really, what those guys have done with uh, with USD or Power Slide and Powerhouse and all that is uh, kind of the first first of its kind that I know of. That they've just like taken it and ran with it like that, there's like brands attached to the stuff that they create but it's really their own creations and the brands just happen to be in it that's the future of um of skate marketing and in, in my opinion um hopefully i'm going to be having kevin yee on the podcast tonight and uh, i want to talk more about that with him so without further ado um I need to talk about this idea before I go into the yoga thing. About on the last podcast, did I say a boot? I totally said a boot there. Do I have a Canadian accent? I must. I must have one. I was listening to um, the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, which I highly recommend. Todd and I were talking about. Um, Podcast that we listen to along with new dimensions, which I warn you can be like kind of new agey sometimes, which can great, but new dimensions is awesome. And I really enjoy the Duncan Trussell family hour. Um, he said something similar to what I said about how fucking silly the Oscars are that we should actually care about the Oscars. Um, there's so many of these st- uh, structures and um, structures of power and and things that we're supposed to think are important, when in fact, we have infinite potential to start making stuff in our own direction. That that culture is not your friend. Quote. That's what, actually one of the biggest things that I learned about doing this yoga. I've, I'm and I apologize right now about talking about yoga so much, but unfortunately. That's kind of what I did this winter, and I highly recommend it. Um, this is the most I've ever done it in my life. I've noticed a lot of minor changes in terms of like new muscles that I've been building, um, my shoulders opening up. I'm actually more flexible than I've ever been. That took a while though, which I can talk about. So I have a list of things here. What is that? I don't even know where I was going there. Oh, the is not your friend. Um, whatever activity you get into, no matter what, um, even if you're if you don't identify with skating as much, and you you give yourself lots to another activity, uh, don't over identify with the culture of it. Always make it your own, no matter what. Make it your own fucking thing, because there's a lot of culture surrounding yoga, obviously, and just break it down, just like how breaking down skating. Like we've said before, the activity of skating, attaching wheels to your feet, amazing. The culture, or if there is a culture or an industry which is an entirely different topic, not so great. The people that I know through skating, just people that I like to hang out with and joke as we skate or or uh, some really interesting minds like you usually meet some super interesting people, especially the older ones, like people who are uh, kind of around my age, anywhere from, I don't know, 26 to 29, or the dudes that are over, like they have so much deep, interesting knowledge about their views on skating and the way they see the world and just fucking interesting people. Um, That being said yoga what i learned the biggest thing that i learned from doing this for 60 days and this is like if you skated for 60 days uh the repetition of it the repetition of doing an activity can make you so stale and so stagnant um when you do the activity you you're learning a lot like you're strengthening certain parts but you become uh here let me get my notes. It breaks you down. It breaks you down mentally. It absolutely <laughs> destroys your ego. You know when you're on like a road trip and for skating and you're so sore and you and you just you don't want to skate. You just don't think you can skate. And then you do, and sometimes you have an incredible session. It's all about you know, breaking through that point. It's amazing what our bodies can do. I've had some incredible sessions after skating, I don't even know how many days in a row, where I wake up in the morning and physically my body, the first few steps out of bed or like putting my skates on, there's this idea of, there's this pain and not wanting to do it and so much resistance. That is a clue that you may actually be very close to having a great skate session. It sounds absurd. And then there's days where you think you really have the energy and you really want to go skating and uh, your expectations of yourself and your body, the experience is ruined because uh, the way you thought going into it. This seems like a rather subdued podcast, so... Hopefully you're, uh, with me on this. <clears throat> so repetition in any activity breaks you down in the best way possible. It's like, it can be very militaristic, your, uh, your repetition of an activity. Like, I'm sure musicians think of the same thing. Like, you probably go on insane on tour you're so broken down mentally and you're so outside of a comfortable um predictable lifestyle or or structure which structures can be bad by the way uh you, you need to break them down that's part of this that you just get you get broken your ego just gets destroyed so that's the first thing i learned and i have a quote to say just wait I'll get around to the point. <clears throat> so the second thing, doing different styles of things and breaking and breaking up the activity if you're doing it for 60 days, um, is a is a really great way to learn. And this is a very simple thing because I've already talked about this before. Is trying different styles of skating is only going to help out whatever style of skating you enjoy the most or you might actually find out that you enjoy one style of skating more than the other um cone skating i think is really exciting that people like leon and todd are are getting into it because that's only going to give people more ideas when they but this is fucking stupid it should in theory give people more ideas of when they like come up to a handrail Or in a line footwork like, you know, the Dominique Sagona stuff that he does in the second regime Like that's almost like he was almost doing like mixing a bit of like those that footwork of cone skating into traditional skating so different styles because I kept doing one style of yoga and uh, I was just lying in bed one night and I was like, oh, like you're so sore in very specific positions so funny yoga has the exact same type of a knee-jerk reaction the word that rollerblading does there's so many visuals and cultural reference points that pop up when you say the word yoga you picture someone fucking cross-legged with their eyes closed like very lots of females um like tight clothing and I, there's just you know the word alone like rollerblading is a uh, very uh yeah very knee, knee jerk so if you haven't taken a class fucking take one because um uh, i i it takes a few times i absolutely hated the first time i did hot yoga cuz i thought it was going to just be doing poses in a hot room which is exactly what it is but it's a lot more strength based and um you need a lot more focus and attention than you think you do when you do it. Um, So, and I sweat. I don't know if it's because I'm Irish. I sweat like a motherfucker. Like puddles and puddles and puddles of sweat. So, where the fuck was I there? I don't know. I don't know where I was. Sorry about that. <sighs> so yoga has a knee-jerk reaction. If you haven't tried it, you got to try it. Because this is why I'm going through this and relating it to skating. Because if you do anything for 60 days, just wait. I'll get around to the point. <laughs> um, I kind of talked about this. We're a lot stronger than we think we are. Um... The days that you think that you can't do it, you can do it, man or woman. You can do it. Um. My knees. This is number four, but I don't have them numbered. Thanks for hanging out with me, by the way. There's two things. Um, or sorry, three things. Three parts of my body that are insanely up from two inventions one invention is inline skates the other invention is the computer I have years of work to do before I fix some posture problems that I'm actually right now my shoulders are hunched forward my spine is hunched forward and um, my knees are click clacking although yoga helps your knees a lot so firstly um, I skated cuffless rims for a really long time and I've always there's people who crank their the ankle support on their skates. For the way that I've always enjoyed skating and traditionally being a defenseman in hockey back in the day, um one thing that's really important for me is the transition from backwards to forwards and forwards to backwards. So I really use the balls of my feet and I don't like having my ankle uh locked in too much, I find it's very restrictive for certain movements that I like to do. With that though, um, my, my ankle, my ankles are incredibly mobile. I think I've already said that. When I went to the doctor and I had an ankle injury, um, my doctor said I had some of the most mobile ankles he's ever seen. And that's from, I, every, time I, every time you put on a pair of cuffless rems, you're pretty much like, you're really exercising your ankle. And and letting it do things that normally, apart from like maybe a dancer's ankle, um, you don't really work it like you. You don't really work it like you do in a pair of But another way to do it is to people who wear their skates really loose on the top. There was that dude in Closer uh, that actually didn't do up the top of his skates. I thought that was so interesting, and he was actually able to do some really sick stuff. the choice is yours the options are they're so open on on how you can skate your skates anyway so with my with balancing postures I find my foot is so it's not used to um to to sitting flat and completely forward and so when I do my knee bows out to the side and then I had a really bad habit of locking it up to try and get it to go straight, and you're not. You're supposed to have a micro bend in the knee, they say. And um, from skating, I I'm, I have to build all these new weird muscles and try and like um try and fix my posture to make my from my foot to my knee to my hip to the top of my head, all that shit's got to be centered. And um, I think it's really gonna help out my skating because. The transition point from like doing a grind or a or a spinny thing in my world um, the transition of balance from from spot to spot I'm I'm getting a a lot better understanding about how my skates work how my foot works to my knee to my hips and and um, it's this is probably the fundamental amazing thing about yoga, and I'm gonna to get to the other body parts soon. Just wait, I'll get around to the point. It's a circle, it's like a wheel, and we're and we roll from one point <laughs> to the next. The, the number one reason why I really fucking enjoy yoga is because your body, the body mind connection that they talk about, you learn all sorts of crazy shit interesting stuff about your own body and your own mind and the stuff that i've learned about why i prefer what skates i do what uh wheel setups are beneficial for certain um styles of skating um what like if you eat something bad you really feel uh in your body while you're doing yoga like what it did for you or what it didn't do for you um there's subtle nuances because you're in a quiet darker room putting your body holding these poses for sometimes up to i don't know a minute longer you if if you're in if you do yin yoga where you hold poses for sometimes up to like eight minutes like hip openers and things like that The stuff that we store in our hips and our shoulders, like areas that we don't work very hard, and the the layers of your personality that you have to deal with, the subtle nuances is all I can say. Things that normally you don't have to face. Um, I think people who do meditation, uh, there's a similarity to this, but there's something about distracting the body. And holding these poses you just learn so much about the way you think how what you consume you get back it just comes flying in your face like a piece of poop being flung at you um you have to be so careful about what you eat what you watch what you read it affects you it's just like There'll be, there'll be visuals from a movie that I watched years ago that pop up in my head, and then and then your mind might make a stupid link to uh, a memory that doesn't even exist. Like your monkey mind starts jumping around. If you go into yoga hungover, or or you eating shitty the day before it's like your body and your mind it's like living in a little bit of a hell for for an hour or an hour and a half the things that you have to deal with the repercussions for putting garbage into your body you get garbage out if you watch garbage you'll your mind will be filled with garbage and this is all relative to what you prefer as a human being what your your actual what your tastes are and everything but you'd be surprised at um once you start working through this stuff and learning about your body and your mind and the connection between the two there's so many revelations that happen and i'm i gotta tell you i'm no i'm not even close to uh, beginning to understand it um i think I'm really excited for when I can say I've been doing doing yoga for five years or ten years. But if I relate it to skating, I've been skating for 18 years or 19 years or something like that, and um, I'm beginning to get a much purer relationship with the activity. So, I mean, I was able to draw on some experience from from the way I understand skating um, to bring it back i break it i try and break it down as i'm i'm just doing poses and there's a teacher helping you guide through the poses that's it i don't really care too much about what style it is or or if there's um like i don't really connect too much with the spiritual side of it it's like that quote process the raw information on your own and draw your own conclusions it's like so brilliant um, that's what I try and do with skating now, and that's what I try and do with yoga. But that being said, I've only been doing it for a little over a year, but I've been doing it quite intensely. And um, I'm excited for when I can say, yeah, I've been doing it for 10 years. Because I think um, all of those subtle nuance things, like you have to face the shitty things that you're doing to your body and your mind if you if you quiet it and do these poses... There's other versions of this too, obviously. Uh, skating, like a, a good day at the skate park, in my opinion, is its own form of yoga because you're not holding poses, but you're you're doing crazy movements. And it, after a, a, a good, again, I don't want to talk about yoga. I don't want to preach. It, this can be applied to riding your bike, rollerblading, going for a hike. It's about pushing the reset button and uh, quieting, quieting yourself a little bit and uh, learning about yourself and learning about your body and just thinking about it and then trying to move forward with the information that you get. Hey, you know, huh? Got to take my sweatshirt off. Oh. So, yeah, my knees were messed from skate. They're not messed. Just the way that I hold my posture because of skating for so long. Um, I apply too much of my skating posture to my balancing posture, if that makes any sense. So, and then my my hips are they're a little bit more open from skating. Um, Cause some of the movements that we do are hip openers and like a sweat stance. So, some of the some of the grinds that we do are, are almost like yoga poses. And if and if you hold them, they're actually they do flex things. Um, but the number one thing from working on a computer for so long, my shoulders. It's gonna take. My shoulders are so tight, and there's so much crazy shit stored in there. That when there's certain poses that, like, open up my shoulders and I have to hold things where my shoulders are being opened up, it's like demons like flying out, like Aah! crazy red, all red and black demons like just flying out. Oh. um and I don't think my posture is ever gonna be corrected from sitting at the computer. I just hope that technology advances where there's something new. I might eventually be a crazy person that edits standing up, like Walter Walter Murch. Um, I love that idea. Editing standing up so much more involved. Um, also, the technology is going to change where I think editing is going to become much more touch-based, like in Minority Report. So um, it'll move everyone forward. I'm I'm just excited that I think the days of sitting in front of a computer screen are gonna change drastically eventually oh and I'm into that people not people people sitting in cars driving to a job where they sit in a chair and then going home and sitting back in front of the computer or sitting and watching tv not cool not cool I tell you so my theory is that Um, For all of the years, or sorry, for all of the time I've spent sitting at the computer, um, that's how much time it's going to take to get my shoulders back to normal. So it's a long fucking time. I, uh, I have a theory it could be, it could take around 10 years, but it might take longer than that. And I'm excited because... Just op- just my shoulders opening up a little bit more has done wonders for my sanity, um, so think about it. Um, you need to feed your body a lot, and you need to feed it good shit if you're doing 60 days of any activity. Um, Things like, oh man, if you, if you have like a blizzard or something, like a Dairy Queen <laughs> blizzard, uh, sometimes your body can process this stuff, like fast food, it can process it really quick if you haven't had it in a while, and you're doing a lot of activities and your metabolism is up, but man, sometimes there's like certain foods that just put a kink in my system. Ice cream tastes so good. But, like, if you eat a lot of it, you can, f- you, like, I can feel it in me the next day for the rest of it. Like, it's so funny that we use the term hangover for alcohol. But there's all kinds of hangovers. Blizzard hangovers, for me, they're terrible. <laughs> Ice cream hangovers. So, um, we're bringing it back to the subtle the nuance thing that I was talking about um just maybe I've learned more about like having just a little bit of ice cream just to get that taste you know just so it tastes good just a little bit of coffee um uh if I do eat a burger or fries or whatever I try and eat it slower and then you might realize like oh I don't want all of this which it's not all the time because sometimes it's so fun to like mow down a burger and fries and suck back a cola but I found even with pop now um I can't I can only just drink a little bit of pop because I try and I try and actually taste it and uh the the sugariness of it pop can taste really good but eventually it just starts to taste really gross kind of like the Tim Hortons coffee that I have here I haven't drank much of it because if you really try and taste it and ask your body and your taste buds like is this good a lot of the times uh but it takes a while to get to this point a lot of the times your body and your taste buds are gonna be like hey man can you slow down on this it's not nearly as good as you think it is like can you feed me something that uh is gonna nourish me so you gotta eat a lot and you gotta eat good and here's a great thing diets, you could read all the fuck, I don't know if I said this, you could read every fucking book in the world on dieting, and guess what, you still maybe wouldn't know shit about the way your own body works, there's so, there's so much difference between, or what, there's so much difference, um, the differences from body to body, diet-wise, I think there can be one thing food that's amazing for someone's body, and one food that's the same food can be terrible for someone else's um, I've learned a lot about, um, there's stuff that I crave like, uh, yogurt and chicken, and uh those are main ones It's like yogurt, chicken eggs uh oh fuck there's certain fruits that i crave bread like eating too much bread fucks up my program anyways the point is uh yeah like ask your body if you feel good after you eat something or you feel shitty and and uh if you had a really energetic day maybe try and remember like it's good you can write it down sometimes because i i write a lot of shit down i try and keep track of like well, I felt really good this day, and it was like, oh, well, I ate a lot, and I ate, you know, enough during the day, and I had stuff the night before. Not eating can make people really crazy, really, really crazy, and I'm so guilty of that. I had a, I had a, the other night, um, at, uh, we were at a girlfriend's bro's house, brother's house and uh I hadn't eaten I had had like a really stimulating day where I had to do like a few different things oh it was the day that I talked to Todd I had like a bunch of things that I had to do and I hadn't eaten and I and um I was in a lot of places where there's just lots of noise and lots of people and I hadn't given myself any fucking time to do anything for myself or quiet down I didn't do any writing or exercising or skating or yoga, hiking, any of those things where it's like, boom, hit the reset button on the ego, even, it's just like a little light reset, like, just maybe even sitting for like half an hour, drinking some tea, listening to some music, there's so many different ways that you can hit the light reset button, but I was going from, uh, thing to thing, working, blah, 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 and then I went to like a loud pub to have a beer, I started running for a little bit, but, um, I don't think I had my headphones in, which is an important part if I go to, like, a loud place to write to have a beer. I'll i go by myself sometimes, and I'll just, having my headphones, noise-canceling headphones, it's easier for me to get into the zone. And then when we went to uh, her brother's house, by that point I hadn't eaten in so long, and I had been in all these places that were so loud with so many people all throughout the day, and I was drinking, and... It's like a demon potion for me. I got um my just one of my buttons got pushed big time It was so funny I gave um I gave her brother like a week before or whatever a pair of a pair of skates just a pair of like rec skates and uh, he told me a story um, someone who's a really nice dude found like he was talking uh, the brother was talking with one of his friends that I gave him skates, and the guy was like, oh, what, you're a rollerblader now? And when, uh, and when Chance told me that, uh, he told me that that night where, like, I had the demon potion, I was overstimulated and all that shit. Just a sec. Sorry, I thought. I thought someone was coming in and the classic thing that I said if someone opens the door and I'm recording a podcast I'll do this thing where like my body language is turning forward and I shoot a look back I didn't want to get a uh, look backs are sick I didn't want to get a uh, an interruption you know although interruptions are really interesting but it was nobody so I gave I gave um, Lacey's brother a pair of skates and his girlfriend and uh they had like a they had texted us like after they got them and they rolled around the house and they said it was so fun. Anyway, so he was he was sitting with his friends and uh when yeah, when he told them that I gave him a pair of skates to try, the friend was like, Oh, what are you a rollerblader now? And uh he obviously didn't mean it. I wasn't there for that, but chance was telling me this when we were hanging out that night and uh that was like it for me like I heard that and for the rest of the night it was like two hours my pain the pain body (laughs) as it's called I was taken over by the pain body and I was seeing like there was like a filter over my vision where I couldn't see anything good anymore I was like stuck in the negative zone and I was when I hear things like that, I'm not so mad, so much mad at the, the people because I've talked about it before. It's like role is a funny word. It totally has a stigma. It's really easy to joke about it. I love joking about it. That's a place that I've always uh, played with over the years as I've gotten older. But what I get angry about, and I shouldn't get angry at all, but it was because I got taken over. I, got, I get angry about um, people who can be so close-minded. But it's so understandable in retrospect. It's a very easy thing to say. Like, I could imagine myself saying it if I, if I didn't roll a blade. I think uh, there's just something funny about it. Anyways, I was possessed for the rest of the night. And then the next day, just wait, I'll get around to the point. The next day I was writing all this shit down and I don't I didn't realize it but I hadn't given myself any time to kind of recharge reset and uh, and then there's just gonna be some fucking stupid thing that pushes your button and doing all this yoga I like you (laughs) you become a same thing as on a band touring or or a skate road trip you just become this fragile shell that is just ready to crack at any time. <laughs> and it can take the stupidest thing. Because I cracked once, it was like a few days ago. I was so tired and just just didn't want to do anything and I think I had to do some work stuff later on that day. But there, there's days you just, because you're in the challenge, you have to go. And I was driving, and uh, I missed a couple parking spots or something, or, like, uh, I I was with Lazy and she was like, um, oh, there's a spot, there's a spot. And then I felt, like, the world closing in on me, and then I found a spot, but then I had to turn around. And then as I turned around, there was, like, this blue big truck tailgating me, and I just was like, Jesus, like, just a dumb like look at this fucking guy following me come on you gotta follow me like just the dumb driver talk and then and then I let him pass and then I was so mad and my shell had cracked that I started turning the wheel and then another blue truck was behind him and it was like this older guy who was like me me, and then I lost it I cracked my, my shell had fully cracked at that point because it had a tiny crack on the weekend when I heard the the oh what so you're a rollerblader now that had cracked me just ever so slightly and then I thought I was okay but I was a shell I cracked and then the best part about that after I cracked I just like I I thought that was it for me I thought that was like the rest of the day was going to be awful I went into yoga and again this applies to skating this applies to riding your bike or going hiking once you actually do the activity times like that when you're at at your when you think you're at your absolute the end of your rope that resistance boom you just like break through I don't know I had a really good class I was in a great mood after um the reset button I don't know it's a magic thing when was the last time your shell was cracked maybe I'll ask Kevin Yee tonight um A few, yeah, garbage in, garbage out. I already said that. Um, Caffeine, uh, for me, something that I constantly struggle with. Uh, I'm at my best sometimes, you know, when I'm not on the caffeine. But I'm on the caffeine right now. And I was on the caffeine so I could, you know, get more work done. And it was a performance enhancer. I'm not going to lie. And I do use it as a performance enhancer in, in life. But um, your breath is very important in yoga. Breath is like the thing that keeps you focused, you know? And um, I find caffeine really, really fucks my breathing up big time. So be careful with your caffeine consumption because it messes your breath up, your heart rate up, and in turn, your mind gets active and you can't find that space that you so need to uh, reset so you don't crack. So the pain body doesn't overtake you. Um, what I learned is that three to five times a week doing yoga or any activity for that matter is prime. Your body needs time to recover and you can you can do stretches of things in a row, which is great, which is what I just did but um some of the there's like little things that need time to heal in your body and you'll come back stronger for it so that was a little revelation skating I'd love this year I'm gonna try and skate a lot this year this coming spring summer fall season and uh, three to five days is prime in my opinion and uh, skating for me I'm not talking about going out and stacking clips just stacking clips three to five times a week I'm talking about just putting on your skates and going fucking skating like I could so easily do like four days of speed skating or rec skating and just one amazing park session or something like that cause I don't care really it's all skating to me you silly people I gotta get some cones though there's like a tennis court by my house and I might I might start just jamming to some cones. It's all connected, you peoples. Um You need to build muscle and strength to move forward in whatever activity you do. I know I know there's people who might disagree with me on this, but um It's simple. You could get you might get amazing at skating. You could go from great to amazing in your skating practice. Uh, if you have a regular practice and you're building the muscles, building your the weird topside muscle on your foot or your weird muscle that you use to do toe rolls or your 540 launcher muscle or your steroid muscle. The more you build these muscles as you do the activity, the further you can take your practice. I know uh, the younger way of skating is like, people can skate hungover and like you can eat like at Wendy's or something and go skating. But as you get older, not cool, man. It's not gonna work, it's not gonna work. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with clean, healthy living, man nothing wrong with it it's only gonna help whatever you want whatever goals you want to achieve in your life but at the same time it's important to uh, alter your consciousness through whatever means alcohol and caffeine and smoking cigarettes being the most popular in this society so those are important uh, those, those are their own form of reset in a there's those are the shortcut version. You got your uh, tobacco is your your sacred sacred plant. (laughs) Your alcohol is your heart opener. And your caffeine is your uh, stimulants. (laughs) Um, Okay, I already briefly talked about this, but... If you do anything for 60 days, there's layers of darkness and memories and mental shit that um is stuff. it uh, it affects your mind it's there it's stuffed inside of your mind and therefore it affects your body that I think people not a lot of people think about the stuff that they carry in their brain is affecting their body do you ever have those moments where you're so stressed about something or you had such a like the stress hits that I've talked about before like that feeling if you're getting pulled over by a policeman you get the the Metal Gear Solid exclamation and you have that feeling like oh my god that just felt like years were taken off of my life from that one day Um, the more you do an activity the repetition of the activity so like how I did 60 days of yoga I peeled so many fucked up layers off of myself just layer after layer after layer you just keep peeling them away and if you have other practices that you're doing through this journaling writing uh running biking hiking singing dancing whatever you're peeling more layers the more things that you do like this the more layers you're gonna peel off and the closer you get to uh, some version of yourself that has great depth and wisdom and clarity <laughs> so just prepare yourself for the shit storm that's gonna hit you <laughs> if you if you start doing lots of yoga it happens though like I said a touring band uh, um, touring band uh, skate tour um, silence in a car during a road trip silence while you're camping you are faced with a lot of things that you didn't know you had going on man so and i already said yeah like you have to be very careful about what you consume media wise that you should you should uh just be more selective in what you consume be very careful you just you can't get that time back if you watch that if if you watch too many bad movies or television shows or garbagey magazines, you have the ability to make your own culture, and support culture that you really enjoy that you really connect with. So, you should make a conscious effort to uh, to use your dollar or your. Uh, download or whatever the hell to just really support shit that you like and consume shit that you like because it's your brain your mind and body will thank you for it in the future so that brings me to the final point which was the first point if you distance yourself from the culture surrounding the activity and make it your own then you have One of what I believe to be the secrets of a happy life, you know, there is a community aspect to it, but for me personally, distancing yourself from the culture surrounding an activity and making it your own, uh, I think there's a lot there. There's just really a lot there, you know? Um, So I just have a few more points before I go. Um I watched the movie Hugo the other night and um I enjoyed it. I would have liked to have seen it in 3D. Um because the first 20 minutes just seemed like it was designed to watch in 3D. So I really wanted to see it. But the end of it, the those themes in it that are amazing obviously about uh creativity and forgotten um creative people which i think it's going to be a big theme in skating is i think uh what we want to try and do with mushroom blading and the podcasts and articles and things like that we want to highlight um people and ideas and things throughout skating's short history thus far trying to highlight things and have it uh unearth things that can inspire people you know, and there was some themes in the movie about that that I really enjoyed. But the end, oh my god, where there was like an Academy Awards style show where they present his work and everyone was dressed up and had nice hair and they were sitting in the auditorium. And then I think Hugo ended up winning Best Picture and there was like, Best picture at the Golden Globes or something. Okay, obviously, there could be some kind of thing that like there's a mirror here where uh, where maybe secretly I want to win an award, but I don't think I do. Sometimes though, things that you're angry about, it's actually a finger just pointing back at you. But um, the main point that I wanna make is Uh, I'm not a Martin Scorsese fan Or as it's said in singles Martin Scorsese (laughs) I'm not a Martin Scorsese fan I find that He is such a movie nerd To the extreme He's so overly Clever and self Referential I can't remember Like when you're watching the Martin Scorsese movie It's like, oh, there's one of his camera moves. Oh, my God, he's so clever. He's such a great... He's, uh... uh, Like, it's not enough for... This is just... Again, I'm just not a fan of his work. I just find it to be super, uh... Like, masturbatory between him and Hollywood. Like, they're just... Him and Hollywood are just jerking each other off. And I would love for him to make something that wasn't, uh... Again, I haven't seen Hugo in 3D, so maybe my mind will be blown. But um, I would just love to see him make something like so far outside of his comfort zone. Um, again, it's my own goddamn fault for watching Hugo. I still think the story's amazing. I still really enjoyed the movie. But um, there's still... Uh, there wasn't any hints towards the future really um, i found i don't know take what you want from that little rant i'm going to try a lot harder to point out if i'm angry about something that if it's a pointed uh, if it's a finger pointing back at me then uh it could be something that i need to inspect about myself you know maybe Maybe me not liking Hugo, the end of Hugo and the Academy Awards is me being afraid of my own ambitions. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe me not fully loving, loving the skating in the ground control video and charging. Maybe me not fully enjoying them and rejecting the some of the structure that they were created in is the distance that I feel from what I thought skating was think about that man <laughs> um, creativity is a form of protest wherever you live and it's very simple what you can do there's so many different forms of creativity um, when I was sitting at Tim Horton's and listening to Boards of Canada, and writing in a notebook, that was like, in my mind, that's like a form of protest. When we skate the box stores, when we use the parking lots, to like do really bizarre shit, much to the chagrin of uh, many people. Like skating within reason obviously, like not being, uh, if you get kicked out, be polite. Don't destroy property too intensely. It's great to find spots that are already, you know, they're already marked up or whatever. Like, I don't know. I feel bad now if I grind a rail and the paint chips come off, but they're probably going to come off anyway. Like, nature is going to do that, so maybe we're just speeding up the process. (laughs) Um, But every time you do something creative, you're protesting your environment, in some way or or some kind of structure or uh, the old guard and uh, yeah do do lots of creative shit I always love um, graffiti it within reason I'm not a huge fan of like the super I love there's like the super hip-hop style graffiti it's really cool, like, the train stuff. That's all cool, but I love, like, the weird stuff. I just took a picture, and it's on my Facebook. Someone, like, graffitied one of the, like, a sign, and they they made, like, a monster and made the people have rollerblades and skateboards and stuff. I just love that shit. I, I, I was going through a drive through today... And I was thinking about how cool it would be if, like, the curb and the side of the wall and the road in the drive-thru, like, while you're waiting, was, like, had a bunch of cool art in it. I don't understand why we're not at the point where there's cool art and paintings and thought-provoking stuff in public space. Maybe it's because I live in Kamloops and we're a little bit behind, just a little bit. Because uh, Vancouver has a lot of cool shit. I just saw a picture um, on Facebook. I don't know if you've seen this. Of like someone who painted stairs to look like a stack of books. And that's, like, that's what I'm talking about. That's it right there. Making the public space more interesting. Oh, shit. That's what it's all about. Last couple points here. Thanks for hanging out. So to actually relate it to this creativity as a form of protest, I had this thought the other day. And I've talked about it a little bit before, but and I want to talk to Mr. Kevin Yee about this point. It's great to contemplate if if tomorrow you woke up there was some kind of electromagnetic storm, hard drives, internet, computers, cameras phones it all gets wiped out so you actually can't make skating media anymore or or show people you're skating take pictures make videos you can't share it at all how how would skating change for you how would you translate that idea of making a video section into your where you live would you start doing skate performances would you just skate for the love you know what i mean how does the idea of making a a skate photo or a skate video or writing about skating what how would that change if you if your audience changed from the whatever global number of of rollerbladers there are consuming the media online if it changed from that to just your surroundings and your city how would that change think about that too man think about that um lastly if you want to see some really hot shit over the years let us Know that you enjoy these podcasts or whatever. Go to the forum and post who you want us to do podcasts with. Post questions for Todd or I and we will answer them in the most honest way possible. Um, I feel like the more raw honesty we have here surrounding this little passion of skating and living on planet earth the more we can all move forward um, I've, I've tried to contact a few people who I thought would be down to do a podcast and I've got nothing back I'm starting to imagine that there might be a line of sand drawn in, in this activity of, of wheeled shoes um, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they just whatever they put out product wise Video-wise, that's their statement, and they don't want to do too much media. That's fine. It's fine, but they're missing out. They're missing out on on unfolding a very important part of themselves. And to leave it at that, I want to make a video with the Savor the Flavor, guys. I want to make a video with the Fantastic Puncher people. I want to make a video with Dustin Werbeski if that's I don't know if I pronounce it right ever who's going to be coming on the podcast, and with Richie Eisler, who's going to be coming on the podcast, I want to make a bunch of shit before I die. Not shit, but I want to create a bunch of awesome stuff while my body's still good. So let's do it. Let's start doing this. Let's do it up big. You know? Let's just do it up big. mm mm-hmm.